Hello. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to today's episode. Oh, yes. So typically we start with a tarot card pull, but today I wanted to bust out one of the new Oracle decks that I got over the holidays. Um, it is, it's called the Green Witches Oracle Deck. And we will definitely put um, a picture up on social media as well as a link in the bio of this episode, just in case you are interested in getting one for yourself. Um, but today we pulled the broom card, um, which the two, the two kind of big terms from this is energy clearing and freshening. So the little booklet says that the broom card reminds you to clear away any outdated and stale energy in your life that is leaving you feeling stuck. It is time to brush away musty emotions and patterns. On a practical level, a broom clears away physical crumbs, dirt, and dust, which allows you a tidy place so energy flows more smoothly. Without any debris in your way, your mind and magic will function more efficiently. With intention, use the broom to stir up stale energy, sweep away negative or unsupportive energy, and create a space that is ready for your individual needs. You can do this physically with an actual broom and a quick cleansing of your magical space or mentally by envisioning what doesn't serve you being swept away. So the reflection, the ask a question is, what areas of your life need to be straightened up, dusted off, and refreshed? I love that. Oh. I think also this deck is beautiful. It I is. really love it. it the really illustrations. Is. Yeah. Um, it just goes hand in hand with my love for like the herbalism side of things. And um, yeah, so my, my husband saw it in a store and he's like, yep, <laughs> got to get this for her. <laughs> well, I'm glad he did. And um, like, I think, I think this is... A, like an ongoing series because I've definitely seen like the Green Witch's Guide, mm-hmm. um, and it's that that sort of like collection of different Green Witch books. I have a couple of of the of the books. Yeah, but yeah. It's all in due time. I'll continue to like <laughs> knock them all out. But I get I get a bunch of books. Like I buy books, and then. I get intimidated. Yeah. Of like, which one do I start with? <laughs> yeah. Or even like continuing them. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I buy so many books at once. And then when I think about it realistically, I'm like, well, it's going to take me a second to get through all these, but I keep <laughs> buying and buying as if I'm going to read it next week. <laughs> I'll just knock this out in a couple hours. It'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like it. Um, and it was like the first thing that like Floma, like I greeted you with today where I'm just like, oh my gosh, I forgot that I had this book and it's the astrology Bible. And I'm like, this is perfect because (laughs) I bought it a while ago. And, um, just, I kind of just forget like what books I have. And Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, like it just dawns on me like, wait, no, I have a book for this. So yeah. yeah. And it's helpful, especially with what we're doing. I agree. So (laughs) speaking of today, we're going to talk about Taurus. the astrology bible that i have and i was telling paloma this earlier i'm like it doesn't really paint any of the signs in a good light it's just very blunt and very 
And maybe it's just like how the narration is and like the specific words that are used. But it like reading about Taurus, I'm like, wow, that kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I read about my husband's and, you know, he's a Capricorn. I read about mine. I'm a Pisces. I'm like, wow, everything just got like all of this yeah. is just not super fortunate. So um, I, I think we're going to use the astrology Bible for like the basic, like the, like we're going to list off, you know, the, what is it called? The, uh, the correspondences and all that kind of stuff, which is just very cut and dry. But when it comes to the actual like description of the things and yeah. I think we'll use your, your references and your, your tools and your experience because you just have a better way of explaining it. And well, I don't want to bum people out. Like if they're yeah. out here and they're like super excited because they're like, oh, I'm Taurus. Finally, I don't want to bum anybody out. So, yeah. 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 And I think we've all experienced like I was talking to Haley earlier. I was like, nobody ever says anything nice about Capricorn. <laughs> so it's like, it kind of sucks when you always hear this negative light mm -hmm. on it, you know, and you kind of want to hear like, wow, we're not evil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fun. Yeah. <laughs> not always cold. <laughs> I have some emotions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on occasion, I do love. So... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like yes we'll definitely use the book of uh, the astrology bible because it does definitely give like a good foundation of correspondences things um like shall we get into it you know the symbol yeah um which is a bull yeah so and i think that's like honestly it's really easy like i once you understand like oh okay taurus it's the bull um and the it says the horns and head of the bull form the Taurus glyph, signifying the strength and determination of the sign. So the dates for Taurus, uh, April 20th through May 20th, the ruler is Venus. The natural house is second. Quality is fixed. Element is earth. Polarity is negative. Exaltation is the moon. The fall is um, Uranus. Is that how we're pronouncing it now? Yeah. I immediately start going to Uranus. I say Uranus I, still I too, okay. but everybody right. roasts me. Okay. So, well, yeah. Uranus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, detriment is Mars slash Pluto. Um, and then it goes into the traditional correspondences. So the season is late spring. Um, the day is Friday, number six. Um Physiology, the throat, neck, thyroid gland, vocal cords and ears. Birthstone is emerald. Um, the, oh gosh, there's so much information here. Um, there's a lot of crystals that are associated with Taurus. <laughs> um, there, so you guys can look it up on your own time. Um, yeah. I think my husband would be kind of bummed out that actual tiger's eyes is associated with Taurus and not Capricorn. Yeah. Well, he loves tiger's eye. Yes, yeah. I know. And you know what? So does Andrew. <laughs> oh, my God. He well, loves Tiger's but Eye. But it's not like a Capricorn needs to be more grounded. Yeah. And that's what Tiger's Eye I kind of they, brings, right? Or is it more of a protection? I think it could be both. Okay. And I think it'd be like grounded protection, you know? Okay. Like when you think about like, I like to visualize all these energies as like a movie in my head. So it's like, <laughs> think about it like this of like, you're using Tiger's Eye when you're like, 
about to go to war, but you're not trying to be hot-headed. You're just oh. trying to be strategic of like, okay, I want to protect myself, but I'm not trying to like be a fool out here and get all my soldiers killed, yep. you know? Yep. Like, we're, we have to go to war because they're trying to kill us, so we got to protect ourselves. Logical. Yes. In the protective kind of way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that makes me feel better about that. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. The metal is copper. Colors, green, pink, pale blue, white with lemon. Mm. I don't know why they would say with lemon and not just with yellow. Yeah. But okay, you know. Um, animals, cows and elephants. Um, foods, which we were talking about earlier. Right. Um, which maybe you could expand on. But so it says apples, spinach, beetroot, wheat and other cereals, grapes, pears, asparagus, artichokes and plantains. And I'm like, how do they determine what foods go with this? like sign and then of course paloma and all your your knowledge you're like oh well that makes perfect sense and i'm like what well (laughs) i think i think also there's like a little rainbow on the wall cute is that how cute is that (laughs) what does it mean (laughs) there's like some sort of little star yeah it's super cute um But, like, when it comes to foods and plants, like, there's so many endless lists of what each different plant on planet Earth could be associated with each sign, with each planet, with each, you know, house, with each day. There's so many different correspondences. But the way that I think makes the most sense to me is when we understand the archetype, like, the general archetype characteristic of that sign, Mm -hmm. and then understanding why that would make sense with the plant. So, like, most of these plants that you listed are either like very voluptuous in shape, Mm -hmm. um, are very easy to grow, you know, like plantains and apples, they grow pretty commonly here in America, Mm -hmm. um, like wild plantains. And, um, so it's like plants that, um, grow pretty easily, especially since Taurus is a very fertile sign. It represents fertility. And like when we go back to old Babylonian religions where arguably is where astrology came from or Western astrology came from is from Babylon. Um, the bull was like, there was like a goddess that represented the bull and was all, all about fertility. So wheat is a very fertile thing because like wheat grows in abundance and, and grows in like high multitudes. Mm. Same thing with apples, plantains, um, artichokes, asparagus. And also it's like, for me, I think to Taurus, it does rule the, the throat so like the throat chakra, but I also think that it has a lot to do with the heart chakra, which is like green um, mm-hmm. and Taurus's colors correspondences are green too. Mm-hmm. So it's like um, the apple is in kind of a heart shape, mm-hmm. artichoke hearts, like you were saying mm-hmm. earlier. So like very voluptuous, sort of like abundant. Would Venus also have something to do with that too? Yeah. Um, because I think uh, like... Um, I don't know if it's the same with like men's body types, but women's body types. Mm-hmm. They're often compared to like pear shaped. Yes. Apple shaped. Yes. Other shapes that I can't think of right now. <laughs> banana. Uh, I've heard wait, that Oh, one. banana. Yeah. Huh? Oh, I heard banana. Okay. One time. All right. I know. Um, But I'm like, oh, okay. Well, if there's like this like fertile kind of sensual, like sexuality to it, um, that would kind of make sense why those would be some of the foods associated with Taurus. Mm-hmm. 
okay all right yeah and, you know the wheels are are turning in here you know yeah. <laughs> and and like for me it's not like a perfect science because like yeah. i think in theory you could argue so many things it was like um Haley and i were kind of talking about earlier we took the astro- astrological plant magic mm-hmm, class mm-hmm. at ritual craft here in denver and um there was like a portion of the class where it was like the question and answer part at the end and people were like well what, could you argue that this you know planet or, or this plant is associated with this planet mm-hmm. and whatever and he's like yeah like you can like associate that for sure and it des- definitely has those planetary qualities but traditionally we associate this plant with this planet yeah you know so it's like i think you could argue any plant because we were asking about catnip right mm-hmm. because of like how it it grows really fast yeah um but then also like the the effects it has on cats but then also like it's um isn't it like it's like it calms people right is that yeah. like and and so it's like it's kind of it's interesting because you're like okay hold on like what qualities do people tend to focus on and i think about how it like hypes my cat up like no other but then it but then it's also in like nighttime teas yeah it's weird it's it like is. yeah it's it's one of those interesting kind of herbs that i don't think i'll ever fully understand yeah, yeah. it's very mysterious and yeah. i think he associated it with mercury catnip i'm gonna trust you on that one oh, <laughs> I don't, don't. <laughs> i don't know any better <laughs> I think, I think he associated it with Mercury, but like, I personally see catnip as like Venus, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, but you could also say it's like lunar and the moon Mm -hmm. with like how we use it as a sleep aid for us humans. So it's like, yeah, there's so many different ways that you can kind of spin it to twist some sort of way. So the like science to this is not exact (laughs) but there are traditional correspondences um and i'm sure that people who have like studied more herbalism and like planetary um or like plant astrology Mm -hmm. would probably understand more than i on this yeah it's um the herbs that are associated with taurus they list them as sage thyme tansy silverweed Licorice, slippery elm, goldenrod, bearberry, fenugreek, mint, and lovage. Is that how you pronounce that? Have you heard of that one before? Um, and the trees are fig, almond, plum, ash, cypress, apple, and myrtle. Yeah, and those like that makes sense. Yeah, those yeah. ones make sense to me. The herbs are a little bit shaky. Like sage, I can kind of get it. Mint, I can get it. Some of these other ones are not. Nah. It's clear to me why. I just love sage. I feel like sage could be utilized everywhere. I know. (laughs) And to me, sage is more like Plutonian Mm. um, because Pluto is like associated with the god of the underworld. And to me, sage, like, um, like for me within, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of cultures, but like for me within my culture and like in New Mexico, sort of Pueblo native, um, sage is used like for your ancestors like in passing and and stuff um same with tobacco or similar to tobacco but it's like it's usually used in communion with like spirits mm. which that's more like underworld type things well it does say that detriment is mars slash pluto for taurus yeah yeah and that's like 
there's all these different layers and sides to Taurus too, where it's not just Taurus and its shadow. There's also Taurus and it's like, yeah, and it's um exalted, all yeah. of these different things. Um but yes, so there's so many different correspondences. There's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Which they could go off on their own thing too. Like Absolutely. Yeah. I was just like, maybe we should explain this a little bit further. I'm like, wait, hold on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just basic Taurus yes. basics and then we'll continue to dive into it. But um yeah, I it's it's really interesting because comparing to so Aries is the ram. Right. Taurus is the bull. Yeah. I feel like the bull is more aggressive. Like when I think about a bull versus a ram, I think like cuz the bull's like bigger and like scarier looking. But they're both like they're both like would you say they're both still like part of like the beginning like they still have like that energy from like the beginning of things like late spring is like that time so it's still springtime it's still growth and all that kind of stuff but not as intense yeah as aries absolutely yeah they're still feisty you know bulls there you go that's a good word yeah (laughs) (laughs) like they still do have that aries energy that Mm. they took from their previous sign you know aries and that's the idea with astrology is that like the whole zodiac wheel is a a one big story being told Mm -hmm. and within this like story of this wheel from beginning to end it's one story but within each of these signs like these different chapters of the story is like a whole story within and of itself Mm -hmm. but the idea is that like it's all connected into one so taurus is not disconnected from aries in fact they say that like the sign that you are, you take the energies both from the sign before you and the sign in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're kind of an amalgamation of both. So with Taurus, it's like you're taking the energies of Gemini as well as the energies of Aries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Aries is very fast. It's very fiery. It's very intense. And so is Taurus in its own way. Um, and specifically with the bull imagery, it comes from... There's a couple different ideas, but the one that makes a lot of sense to me is um, it goes back to the Greek mythology of Zeus. Um, And so Zeus, in his mythology, he would always change himself into all these different animals to like hook up with women, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Typical Zeus. (laughs) I know. I know. He was like... Not even animals every time yeah there's like the golden shower yes it's like sometimes it wasn't even like what is this like exactly. <laughs> it's a bunch of coins <laughs> <laughs> exactly so it's like zeus was always in his mythologies trying to just change in all these different things <laughs> to get a lady you know <laughs> which is so ridiculous and and one of the stories he changes into a bull um so that he can gain the trust of this king's daughter I know, right? It's so ridiculous. She sits on top of him because she's like, whoa, this bull is cool. (laughs) (laughs) And then he he takes off bolting (laughs) onto another island. (laughs) Yeah. I just love those stories so much. (laughs) (laughs) So he kidnapped her? Yeah, he kidnapped her. Yeah. And in order to like make her happy because like he kidnapped her so he's like well i have to give her something he just like forever like showers her with gifts Mm. to just make her happy and like she ends up owning land she has you know they end up marrying or i don't know if married probably not because he's a great term i feel like to zeus yeah 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 so i don't think they ended up 
being married because he's a god and i think it was like rules where god and humans couldn't marry at the Mm. time okay and he was already married to Hera, i believe um so they didn't marry but um they ended up having like three kids together yada 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 she ended up like getting the island of crete which crete is beautiful i went there one time in high school and it was magnificent it was like i just feel like any like any of those greek islands oh yeah yeah truly truly and it and it like it's side tangent going (laughs) onto those islands you can really feel the myths like come to life Mm. and you're like whoa I can, that makes sense of why they said that in that mythology, mm-hmm. you know? And there was like, on Crete, there were peacocks everywhere, just like in trees, just squawking and whatnot. And it was so cool. Is there a significance to that story of Zeus in Crete and peacocks? I don't know if directly, but I know that like, especially to the Greeks, that peacocks held so much significance. Oh. Yes, that they were like sacred to some degree, which I can see why they're such gorgeous creatures. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, well, I mean, then, the, the males are, the, that's so, isn't that so weird? I know. Like the males are the ones that are the most colorful. They have to like put up like a total show to like attract the female. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if, if anything, I feel like we've got it turned like around <laughs> as humans. I know. And I'm like, whereas yeah, like women are the ones who like have to like, in a way, put on like a, a show and attract yeah. them. I don't yes, know. It's yeah, right. It's, it's like we've got it a little bit uh, backwards. Yeah. I think um, it's like no, you should be working for my exactly, attention. Exactly, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yes, it's like we need to take a note from the peacocks. <laughs> well, no, and there's also the same. Well, okay, I'm really going back into like the European history, right? Where like kings were the ones that wore the heeled shoes yes, and, and the tights. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Just know. saying. <laughs> um, so Zeus. Yes. So he was acting a fool and whatnot and disguised himself as a bull. And so when we think about it like being the symbol for Taurus, Taurus represents like indulgence, desire, pleasure, materialism. Like they are very earthbound. They like they like the physical realm, you know all of the things that come with the the physical realm versus some other signs like Pisces might be more interested in the spiritual realm. Um, So it's associated with the story and the connection is like um, trying to bring the side of telling, yeah, showing us the the level of materialism that Taurus has. But what I think is interesting is that um, Sagittarius is associated with um, Zeus Jupiter, the planet oh. Jupiter. Oh. And yet Taurus is associated with Venus, which is so interesting hmm. because you would think like, well, if it's about the story of like Jupiter, which that's what the Roman name is for Zeus mm-hmm. is Jupiter. You would think of like, oh, well, if this is a story about Jupiter, why isn't it like it ruled by Jupiter? Mm. Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah. But when we think about it, um, Venus and her sort of archetype, Venus is all about pleasure as well and yes indulgence but she's just more of like following um just following her desires wherever Mm -hmm. they take her and when we see Venus show up in a birth chart Venus reflects what your values are and everybody thinks that it's associated with relationships and Mm -hmm. we've talked about this in previous episode that the typical association for popular astrology 
um, is that Venus is all about relationships. Mm-hmm. So whenever you see her, that's like, oh, it's the rela- it's a love sign, whatever. But Venus actually shows us what our values are, which mm-hmm. has to do with love, yeah. you know, because when we're, you know, dating someone or when we're married to someone, um, they have to reflect our values yeah. to some capacity. Otherwise, yeah. you're not going to be with them. And it's the same thing with friendship relationships, mm-hmm. too. They have to have some sort of compatible value system mm-hmm. in order for it to work mm-hmm. or even familial, too. Um, so Venus is more associated with our value system, which, relating it back to Taurus, Taurus is all about what you value. Mm. So, but specifically what you value in the physical realm. Um and why is that? Why is it obsessed with desire mm-hmm. and pleasure and security mm-hmm. and um, possessions? Mm-hmm. And it's because um, when we think about Taurus as a story, it came from Aries. And Aries had kind of a lot of trauma. Like Aries can be a sign of trauma Um, showing that it had to do so much work in order to be born into this world. It's always the initiator. It's always doing all these things. Now, once we get to Taurus, Taurus is like, I need rest. I've been going like 200% for so long. I need to rest. Mm -hmm. So people often associate Taurus with like laziness and gluttony, but it's more so that they kind of need to recharge for, from pushing themselves so hard for so long. Mm. Yeah. They got pushed off the cliff. The yes. Aries got pushed off the cliff. They're like, nope. Yes. <laughs> and and so it's interesting how you bring up um, kind of like possessions because the words that kept coming up, at least in the this astrology Bible, is also like the tendency to be possessive mm. and jealous and all that stuff. And um, it's it's just, yeah, it's interesting to kind of like the way that it, painted the picture of Taurus at least in this book was that they're very like materialistic very just kind of like not selfish but just very much like um yeah I guess possessive is the word that like so like in relationships and they hold grudges for a very very long time um and so I I just like I don't know it's hard because I the people that I know that actually are very materialistic they're not Taurus. Their sun sign's not Taurus. And so what you're saying is that it's, it also kind of goes into like what house? Mm-hmm. So like, oh gosh. Okay. Hold on. So if I know somebody who is materialistic, who likes high end things, um, that, you know, like, uh, like gift giving and all that kind of stuff or like part of their love language and everything, could that be somewhere in their chart still of like having those Taurus qualities or the planet, I guess, like where does that kind of come in? Absolutely. So, um, it can be a a number of different reasons and it doesn't just have to be Taurus too, because Libra can be kind of materialistic too. Okay. But in a very different reason. Okay. Um, but when we think of Taurus, they have an affinity for beauty and pleasure and materialism. So it doesn't have to just be the sun sign. Let's say someone's a Gemini sun, Mm -hmm. but has a Taurus Venus. Well, Taurus is already ruled by Venus. And it's, if it's in the sign of Venus, you have somebody who has a very strong, um, need for beauty and luxury in their life. 
It's funny because the person I'm thinking of is actually a Gemini sun. <laughs> yeah, well, they could they could very well have a Taurus Venus yeah. because Venus can only be, I think, 40, maybe not even 40. It can only be like, let's say, let's take your the example of like your sun sign is Gemini. Mm-hmm. Venus is really tied closely to the sun. It never goes like in opposition to the sun. It's always like a certain amount of degrees before or in front of or behind the sun. Okay. And that's just like for whatever, like the astronomy of it is like gem or Venus is always tied to the sun. Okay. So when we take that into astrology, then, then that means that somebody's Venus sign is only ever going to be one sign in front of them or one sign behind them or the sign that they're in. Oh yeah. So it's like, let's say someone's a Gemini sun, mm-hmm. they can never be a Sag Venus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Or they can never be a Capricorn Venus. They can okay. only ever be a Cancer Venus, a Gemini Venus, or a Taurus Venus. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that it makes more be, sense then. Yeah. Okay. So it could be very likely that this Gemini person in your life has mm-hmm. a Taurus Venus and like really isn't like those things. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for breaking that down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm where you're like, I don't even know how to explain my thoughts and like the questions that I have, but it, okay. Yeah. It continues to make more and more sense. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like really interesting with like combining the actual astronomy of it mm-hmm. and the astrology of it. Um, but I kind of wanted to read, um, to break down some more of Taurus. I pulled up uh, Mark Jones astrology or I pulled up a couple of resources, but one of them I pulled up in the last episode for Aries. Mm-hmm. And the same astrologer has information about the archetype of Taurus too, which I wanted to read as well. And Mark Jones is like a pretty popular evolutionary astrologer. He's not the inventor of it, but he's a pretty prominent figure in it. Um, so I just wanted to read some of the notes that I got off of one of his articles and it says, um, so Taurus comma the second house or in the Taurus side of Venus Following the principle of instinct and desire, it is the survival instinct. What resources we possess, we possess to survive. The survival requirement uh, will correlate to your sense of value, what you va- what your value system is, and what your sense of meaning is in life. Mm. So it's kind of this idea of like nihilism, you know. Not saying that Taurus is nihilistic, but when we think about things like nihilism, we think about like it's this sort of acknowledgement that like. Some people argue that all you have is your physical reality experience, Mm -hmm. you know, that there is no spiritual experience, that there is no, like, real psychological experience. It is just purely, like, you experiencing the physical realm around you. Mm -hmm. So with Taurus, um, because it is so instinctual and primal in that sense, because it's taking that primality or primitive instinct from Aries Mm -hmm. and Aries being super primitive it's taking that sort of quality with them and it's realizing that like okay well if if this is all that we have to us then I might as well take advantage of it while I have it you know Yeah. yeah whereas like some people like um like Virgo that sort of sign can be very self denying and that can their philosophy can philosophy can be like well um this is how I achieve like true selflessness and mm. true empowerment and enlightenment is if I'm denying my worldly pleasures mm. uh, for the sake of humanity in the world. That's kind of Virgo. That could also be kind of like other signs too. Versus Taurus, where Taurus is like, 
There is no none of that. Let's pretend that none of that exists. All you have is this right in front of you right now. So we have to like, why not take advantage of it? Which, so, okay. So that like as an earth sign, like almost like that groundedness of like, nope, this is where I'm at. And um, it's funny because the in the astrology bible it goes the first thing that goes over is the appearance <laughs> and i know we were talking about this like with like air in the last episode where like sometimes you can kind of tell like you know like oh this person has large eyes or this person has whatever so it says taurus is characterized by a large head short neck and strong shoulders <laughs> atop a stocky body yep. which tapers towards feet planted firmly on the ground yeah, they look like a bull in real life. <laughs> yes. Um, the eyes are large and striking, set below a broad forehead, and hair tends to be coarse and dark. Lips may be thick and fleshy. A, to- uh, a Torian dresses comfortably but sensually. <laughs> and so um, it just like makes me think of like it's like almost like the heaviness like bringing them down and like, yeah. nope, I am planted here and this is what I'm going to be focusing on. And this is like, this is my reality. Like it makes sense. Absolutely. That heaviness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is like an exact. Yeah. I agree completely. Yeah. And it's so funny that they said like dark coarse hair. Cause I was about to say that like every Taurus I've ever met has really thick brown hair. Yeah. Brown or black hair. Yeah. Yep. And so <laughs> it's just like they're very animalistic, but uh, not in the sense of Aries where it's like warrior animalistic. Mm. It's like they're like been there, done that animalistic in the sense of like they are very primal and sexual, mm. you know, where it's mm. like that primal human sexual energy. There is a sexual um, a sexual part in this book where they talk about like um, like the relationships and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. where <laughs> let me. um. Let me pull it up. Uh, Okay. Taurus is the sensual lover. Mm -hmm. Oh, I guess I I was expecting a little bit, a little (laughs) bit crazier. (laughs) They're not, they can be super crazy. Their polarity is Scorpio. So they can definitely be like really kinky. And the thing too is, is like going back to Zeus and his like creepy mythology stories of like him <laughs> that could be a whole nother thing too like let's talk about yes. all the creepy stories <laughs> yes well taurus and its shadow side can be kind of um assaulty you know if you know what i mean if you catch my drift mm. that like a shadow side of taurus is that they can actually be oh like borderline like, yes okay. like okay. predators okay. you know and take it from like the story mythology of zeus where he was a predator like in most of his know. myths you know so. okay well okay let's let's just see so it says the erogenous zones neck taste buds and the senses mm-hmm. oh, okay so that makes sense like yeah. good food good drinks just yes. like very like quality stuff and enjoying all that stuff yes um can be very it's also funny because this turn on massage sensual silk on skin food yeah perfume money and silken sheets yeah yep. which which makes sense to me because when you think about like other signs and other erogenous zones for some people it's mm-hmm. all mental yep. you know like for some people it's like the thought of something or seeing an image is what gets yeah. them with it's like nope food <laughs> yes exactly it's all like physical sensation yep yeah aphrodisiacs chocolate yeah truffles yeah, yeah. scented oils 
Yeah. Oh, okay. They really like their senses being stimulated. Yep. Fantasies, exotic, exotic food. <laughs> yeah. Which also <laughs> makes sense because pretty much every tourist that I've ever known, anytime I see them, they're like eating or <laughs> saying to me, like, you want to get something to eat? <laughs> Like constantly. <laughs> I mean, I think that's probably where the term like the um like food is like the way to my heart yes. kind of thing. Where it's totally. like, hey, let's just let's take them out to a nice dinner, give them some exotic foods. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I think about like there was this um I used to work at a casino in New Mexico. I mean, and one of my coworkers like in the server station in the back, she was always eating girl and she was a tourist, but she was always eating. There was never not a moment when she was at that service station in the back. She was not, not eating. It's like every single Brad Pitt movie I've ever seen. I'm like, you're eating all the time. You still look great. How does that even happen? I know. I know. I know. That's like the other thing about Taurus is because they are ruled by Venus, they can be like quite attractive people, but it's like more of that primal. Mm. So like some people's like when we get to Libra mm -hmm. for me or even Aquarian beauty, Aquarian beauty is more like alien looking. It's almost like out of worldly. Yes. Ethereal. Whereas Taurus, it's oh. very like human, mm -hmm. but it can be very attractive in mm -hmm. its like own way. So it's like a different type of sensuality and beauty. Okay. Let's see. I'm trying to think of like, <laughs> of like uh, cartoon characters. So like Atlantis. Yeah. That would, would be, would more, that be a Taurus beauty? Would she be a Taurus beauty or like a Aquarian? I think she's more Aquarian beauty because okay. she's more like otherworldly. Oh, you know? true. Yeah. True. She's not like really human. She's okay. kind of, I think an example of Taurus beauty would be like Megan Fox and Jennifer's body type thing. Oh, I never watched that movie. I never watched it too, but I've seen a lot of synopses. <laughs> I have heard it's bad. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, it's also it's just like, it's a really dark story, uh -oh. you know? Okay. But it's like dark hair, though. Yes. Dark hair. Exactly. And I think she is a Taurus. Actually, wait, I think <gasps> Megan Fox is a Taurus. Hold on, you gotta look it up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think she is. I'm pretty sure she is a Taurus. That'd be so crazy if you're just like, boom. Yeah. <laughs> um, it took yeah, I didn't even realize, but Megan Fox birthday. She is May 16th. Yeah. Yeah, that's Taurus. That's Taurus. Way to go. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> where you look you're like okay obviously yeah like, and, and okay. that's the thing is like she and almost like a like yeah, yeah like if someone were to say oh she's not attractive it'd be like what like yeah it's, like you don't have to like want to like be with somebody that looks like Megan Fox but like everyone can pretty much yeah. like it but like yeah like she's a good looking person she's yeah she is like the standard of like like American all-American beauty type yeah. thing yep Pisces, for example, is ruled by Neptune, but Neptune is the higher octave of Venus. So in a sense, you could say in a roundabout way that like Pisces is also ruled by Venus, but Piscean beauty is very different than Taurus beauty. And same thing with like Libra beauty. So I was trying to think about this this today. So I was looking up the, um, for Pisces and, um, kind of like the appearance that goes like with Pisces and it definitely made sense. So let me hold on. Let me just find it really quick. This is a big book. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Okay. So it says for the appearance of a Pisces, it says 
Piscians are characterized by their beautiful eyes, hypnotic pools in which so which to drown. The gaze is often distracted as though directed at other worlds. The typical complexion is pale, the face expressive and alluring. The body may be fleshy but exudes sexual attraction. The stance is languid and boneless as though at any moment the body might drift away. Clothes are flowing and romantic. And immediately I thought of... Um, <sighs> You've watched Daisy Jones and the Six, right? Mm-mm. I think of the main lady in Daisy Jones and the Six. Oh, actually, okay, I know exactly what you're talking um, about, but I think she's a Scorpio. Really? I think but so. But she's like wearing like flowy, flowy things all the time. Let me look this up and make sure when I'm thinking of the right person. Are we talking about the actress who plays it? She plays has like Daisy, or she has red hair. <gasps> okay, then we're thinking of the different people. <laughs> okay, let me let me pull this up. Okay, are so you thinking about the movie Girl with a Dragon Tattoo? I'm thinking about Jessica Jones. <laughs> Wait, Jessica uh, Jones. Yes. Oh, yes. I, why did I think of Jessica Rabbit? Oh my God. <laughs> wow. They're, okay. You know what? Obviously our, our brains are all over the place right now, but I was thinking of like, I think of like the flowiness and like I'm, right now right. I'm wearing like these big flowy pants. Yes. Like, and I really like flowy clothing flowy yeah you know, like the curly hair and like just like the watery yeah yeah i don't know yeah i think it's true yeah yeah okay that was a little side tangent but uh, yeah well okay so the taurus that you've the the people who are taurus that you've met um the way that the book describes it is that like it seems like they're very like top heavy they can be i mean the thing is is that they're not like gremlins you know but the book <laughs> describes them as such <laughs> No. <laughs> i don't think anyone i don't think any of the yeah no sign is safe yeah. in that book yeah i i know i'm like maybe i should stop just looking at it be like mm, okay <laughs> i mean it's good information but it's also like yeah take it with a grain of salt because it's like somebody clearly had a bias writing this you know um but yeah i mean i think that taurus in a very extreme sense of Taurus, they can have like really bulky bodies, you know, um, and be like very caveman-esque mm. looking. Cause I've met some Tauruses that definitely do have that body type <laughs> too. So like <laughs> then I keep on going back to Megan Fox. I'm like, well <laughs> Yeah. But the thing is is like it represents fertility. Yeah. You know, so it's like Oh, like Venus. Yeah. Like the exactly. Venus of Willendorf that I have over on my um kind of like alter space exactly very okay okay yes so it's just more of a fertile looking body okay not specifically a weight or a size but just a very fertile looking body okay you know all right um yes and so to go back to taurus so taurus and libra hold a very special relationship because they were both ruled by venus but they represent different sides of venus so taurus is the the desire for oneself and achieving security and desire through through your own means and then libra's connection through venus is like achieving your desires through the needs of others like mm -hmm. realizing that you need others in order to 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 get what you desire okay taurus is like self-reliance stubbornness that sort of thing okay with it um but um to go back to the sort of like trauma and like why Taurus is known for being lazy and gluttonous and those sorts of things. I pulled up an article too by Ada Pembroke and um, she kind of talks about this. 
So in quotes, Taurus is a sign of healing. After the battles of Aries, Taurus is the place we come to lick our wounds. People with lots of Taurus in their charts are people who have been through a lot in this life or previous lives, Mm -hmm. and they have the tendency to become preoccupied with basic issues of security and survival. The obsession with being safe and the relentless busyness that accompanies it serves it serves as a distraction from the need to acknowledge the horror of their own experiences a shield from the pain of coming out of shock and so i kind of think about it as like the idea of emotional eating Mm -hmm. and i think um because tauruses are so physically bound i have seen a lot of tauruses that have an overactive taurus where they're using food to cope with Mm -hmm. their emotions um and so it's kind of this end of the the pendulum where Aries kind of has been through a lot. So now Taurus is trying to soak up as much pleasure and avoid as much pain as possible. And so these people can often be people who just avoid discomfort at any cost, you know? Um, and again, this goes back to a lot of like food and health and exercise of like the... Um, some overactive ones or shadow versions can be like they don't really like working out because it's a level of discomfort Mm -hmm. or they don't like pushing themselves um they don't like any sort of anything to do with pain of any sort or any sort of discomfort and so they can be really stubborn on that if they start to feel any level of discomfort or pushback from other people or any level of resistance they will immediately like dip and not want anything to do with it or they'll really stand their ground and really come and that's where the stubbornness comes from of like where they're they're pretty adamant that they don't want to have to deal with any discomfort yeah is that also kind of the the reason why Taurus they they hold the grudges of like hey you hurt me yeah and I'm not going to forget about it because it's like that level of discomfort yeah, yeah, they don't forget about it. It's like they're not easygoing. Very bullheaded. Yes. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. and like they are very stubborn yeah. and like they don't forget and their polarity sign, their opposite sign is Scorpio, which is the sign of like grudges. So it's like they get that push and pull between Scorpio and Taurus mm-hmm. taking on each other's characteristics from time to time um and becoming each other's shadow mm-hmm. from time to time when not properly dealt with and Scorpio is all about grudges. It's all about like never forgetting revenge, those sorts of things. And Taurus isn't necessarily as malicious as Scorpio can get, but it is stubborn in the sense of like, if you did me wrong, like it's only natural that I'm going to make you just as uncomfortable as you made me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So there's always like a, um, and in the book it talks about like kind of like karma Mm-hmm. And like ways to make sure that you're getting balanced and you're not going completely into like the shadow and like, you know, other side of the spectrum. Um, does, does your, um, does your reference, your resource, do they talk about how to kind of balance it out for people who are like, Oh crap, like I'm focusing too much on this and I need to kind of make sure that I'm kind of more growing and learning in this direction. There, yeah, they did kind of mention one of the remedies to it, but okay. I will say that after reading it, it's like this isn't going to be the only healing answer mm-hmm. to it. So, to kind of quote them again, um, it's the same Ada Pembroke 
So 16 years after stumbling on Born on a Rotten Day, which is one of the books that they've read, I am perversely taking its portrait of Taurus as advice, and I'm doing my best to embrace laziness as a virtue. I know myself well enough to know that if I think I'm being lazy, I am actually only two or three times more busy than I should be. The sort of mistake is common in popular astrology. In the case of Taurus, it seems that some astrologers see an archetype lying in bed, and they uh, they don't stop to question how Taurus got there in the first place. There's a big difference between laziness and well-deserved rest. Mm. And most Taurus people fall into the latter category. Mm. So one of the things definitely is like Taurus is kind of called to indulge. Like they have to, if you are purely in the cosmos or if you're purely in survival mode your whole life, that's not good. So it's like Taurus is kind of the other side of the pendulum or the opposite end of the spectrum where it's like they need to actually feel pleasure like they need rest they need to slow it down for a bit and focus on um just like material matters like they just think of it as like their mission right now is to just kind of focus on having a good quality of life having good health having a good home having enough money to support their desires you know just enough money to like get what they want out of life so that's definitely one way to heal that wound but there is such thing as having an overactive taurus where you think it is your right to have everything that you want be your way all 100 percent of the time Mm -hmm. and that life should only be about pleasure Mm -hmm. and so there is kind of a shadow side to that too where it's like you kind of need to be honest with yourself and reel it in. Like, are you being, are you actually taking care of yourself? Like doing self-care? Are you actually nourishing yourself or are you, um, coming up with excuses to indulge? Mm. And that's a really hard line that Taurus doesn't know what's what. Yep. Yeah. Are they being too, too self selfish Mm -hmm. in indulging and all that kind of stuff and not focusing on, like how it's impacting other people in their lives yeah. or how it's impacting them honestly like in the long run yeah yeah okay. and it's it's just part of their lesson that they're learning it's yeah. part of their evolutionary karma it's part of this lifetime what they're trying to understand and that's one thing that when i was thinking about this episode of like well i i have met quite a few tauruses but i've never really been that many that close with many tauruses mm. And I was trying to think about why, and it's like, well, a lot of the Tauruses that I've met have been people who are very self-absorbed, mm. where, and they're not trying to be that way. They're not, like, actively trying to be, like, jerks about it, yeah. but they are just so concerned with their pleasure mm-hmm. and always, yeah, just always focusing. That's always their priority, that, that there's not a lot of room for the other things to kind of happen. So then, compatibility-wise... What sign does well with Taurus? I think, um, well, when we think about it, uh, in theory, the the signs that are trining each other tend to do well. Mm-hmm. So that would be the other earth signs. So Virgo and Capricorn, in okay. theory, would be very compatible. Libra would be compatible with Taurus. Or it can be, that's the thing, is that it can either be a fatal attraction sort of thing, Mm -hmm. or it can be like, they get each other, they understand each other. The thing about it is that like, yeah, 
Libra and Taurus, they understand each other because they're both ruled by Venus. So mm-hmm. they both have a high importance of their value system. Um, but it can also like, they can bring out each other's negative and toxic qualities out mm-hmm. of each other, like really quickly. Um, and it's the same thing with Taurus and Pisces too, is because Pisces is ruled by Neptune, which is the higher octave of mm-hmm. Venus. So the Pisces and Taurus kind of understand each other on that level of like understanding the importance of beauty in life mm-hmm. and, and pleasure and realizing that that's really important. Um, but Pisces can get really stuck in escapism, which can trigger Taurus's need for pleasure all the time and like mm. hedonism all the time. So they can kind of, if not well dealt with, mm. they can kind of cause each other's like toxic traits to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, so those signs are technically compatible. I'd say that they're just more magnetized towards each other. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it can go either way. It just depends on like how healed and with it the tauruses okay yeah all right yeah um i'd also say taurus people get along with leo because leo and taurus kind of have this like understanding of pleasure too or Mm. like um yeah of playfulness okay as well okay yeah so do and i guess it's kind of so like earth sign with a fire sign can be good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like all of them, like right. in a way, like there's, there's pros and cons, like, and it's all about being in your most healthy kind of state yeah, and being willing to kind of like to hear the other person out and be like, okay, yep. I need to kind of check this. And, and so it's like, um, <laughs> I remember the first time I got like my, um, my a birth chart reading, um, the the lady was talking about like me me and my husband and how he's an earth sign and I'm a water sign and she and she like underlined she's like good mud <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like yeah like when you think about it yeah like earth and water makes mud and mud is not really like something that you think like oh like uh, like I don't know like nobody wants to be in mud or deal with mud but then you also think or at least I think about like um what mud has been used to create like mud homes and bricks and like, you know, all this kind of stuff. And so like there's good sides of it when you nourish and when you like heal parts, but it can also get really bad. Um, and so, yeah, just kind of like, I guess if there's any Taurus, Tauruses, um, listening, (laughs) just like, it's like, it's really just kind of like what you make it. And I don't want, again, I don't want the horse to feel bad about themselves. And, um, it's more of just kind of as long as whoever you are with, you know, your friendships, your, um, all your other kind of relationships, just kind of keeping that kind of stuff in balance. Yeah. Yeah. And I think bringing it back to the trauma that I think the best like way for Taurus to kind of overcome any of these things Mm -hmm. is just like facing your trauma head on Mm -hmm. and like doing the healing work, doing like the bull. Yeah, exactly. Take the bull by the horns. Yes, exactly. (laughs) No, that's like the perfect like way to describe it. That it's like if, if Taurus is willing to face their discomfort within themselves, they're going to like really get such of the positive blessings that do come with Taurus. Mm -hmm. And Taurus can be a relatively lucky sign in a chart too. So Mm -hmm. it can be trauma, but I know too that like having certain 
planets in the second house, which is the Taurus house, or having like certain planets in Taurus can be really lucky for money because it's like, I always thought like think of Taurus as like, you know, material earthly pleasures, Mm -hmm. aka money, dude. Yeah. Like, so if you have a really good aspect in your chart, like that Taurus influence can bring a lot of good luck and Mm -hmm. fortune. So, so there you go. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> but yeah, so that's like the positive karma yeah. that comes from it is that you get like a lot of, you know, you do actually get to live a lot of pleasure in this life. Yeah. But you have to be willing to do that inner work and that like face your inner discomfort in order to reap those benefits yeah. of it. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So Taurus can be cool, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, yeah, going back of... And I hope it never comes off of, like, I hope our, like, at least my bias, like, hope it doesn't come through. Like, I'm trying to, like, take everything with a grain of salt, like, with this astrology Bible. And I'm like, okay, well, that didn't seem super great. And so, like, I'm using, like, the resource I have actively, like, in front of me. But then I'm like, no, I don't want it to come off that way. And so um, hopefully it's not, like oh, wow, we just, like, made it seem like Taurus is, like, I don't know, for whatever reason, Taurus like, a bad, yeah, like, a bad sign. Um, it's more of just, and and I think we talked about Aries in the same way, too, where it's like, yeah, like, you can be very, like, um, you get really frustrated with people when they're not doing, th- like, there's these qualities that all the signs have. Um, and so it's just kind of, like, bringing them to light, but then also talking about, like, yeah, this is, like, how it can act out in life and act out in certain uh, relationships and um, situations but there's also like how can we how do you compliment it how do you work on it how do you heal from it so I think every sign has things to learn so yeah yeah everybody has their shadow and Mm -hmm. um it's like your healing journey is going to be all up to you really yeah because like you could yeah each sign has like tremendous positive characteristics Mm -hmm. um but can also have like really negative harmful characteristics too and it's like it's all where you're willing to go with it yeah yeah but it's also and i'm gonna say this every time it's only the sun sign it's not like this is not your entire being like i i am not my entire being is not pisces like your entire being is not capricorn like it's just like it's just one of the aspects and then we learn to just kind of continue to to dive deeper and learn about all these different kind of things that that go into it and make you who you are as like an entire person um and so don't let it ever be like (laughs) don't let the sun sign deter you or attract you i guess like don't let it be the only determining factor for things um do you like oh that you know like they would be I don't even know. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, they would be they, like that. They would be that. Um, <laughs> where it's just like, no, that's only like one side. Um, and it's what they're showing in that moment. But there could be so many other things. Um, and I'm very bad at that because I'll have a bad experience with somebody. Be like, oh, yeah, you yeah. would be that. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I should have known you are a, you are an X, Y, and Z. <laughs> um when really it's just like they could be yeah, they should they could be in their shadow right now totally. and they, there's you know and obviously don't like 
like also don't take that as like oh stay in traumatic relationships <laughs> like, yeah I was, I was like no like take care of yourself but um also like learning to like get more information not judging immediately and um but also just kind of like walking away when you need to walk yeah, away, you know, exactly. which this is all information that I need. It's like I say it out loud. I'm like, Haley, <laughs> do, yeah. I need to get better at not judging. Um, but then also walking away and, you know, creating those boundaries, which apparently Pisces have a very bad time with setting. So, yeah. yep. <laughs> yeah. You're literally the sign of no boundaries. So that's <laughs> oh, probably why I have a problem with it all the time. <laughs> Where, like I just like get talked into doing things and I'm like, wait, nope, I didn't want to do that. Why am I here all of a sudden? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I feel that. Yeah. I mean, I think about like, there's one, I think there's only like one Taurus in my life currently. Um, and I'm thinking on this person, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> they're just on their journey right now. They're just, you know, and, and not to say that like, you know, my, my shadow sides or my unhealed parts don't come out too in certain interactions. And some people bring out sides of me that I'm not particularly proud of. And sometimes I, I, you know, I'm a willing participant too. And I, and I do those things as well. Um, but seeing this person in my life, who's a Taurus, that's like actually in my life that I see on a regular basis. I'm like, yep, you're just, you're, you're, you have a lot of potential to get you know, reap those benefits. Um, there's some, there's some healing that's that's gotta go on, you know? I think maybe like a, um, (laughs) to put a positive, I guess, like wrapping up on a positive note for the Taurus. Um, the, I think, (laughs) um, the good careers that i mean and you let me know if this is not spot on um but the astrology bible says an abiding interest in good food makes taurus an excellent restaurant critic or restaurant restaurant whatever restaurant owner a person who runs and works in a restaurant um the signs deep connection with the land often finds expression in work as a landscape gardener organic farmer, surveyor, builder, architect, or estate agent. Taurus is also suited to work as a singer or musician, art mm-hmm. or antique dealer, body artist, jeweler, or craft worker. Reliable Taurus makes an excellent government employee, administrator, financer, banker, investment broker, pensions administrator, or office manager. So, hey. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Taurus that I know in my life is one of the things that you listed. <laughs> so I'm like... There we go. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but um but then i go into like the likes and it says comfort of any kind <laughs> <laughs> including good food good company sex luxury and high quality retail therapy yeah i think luxury retail therapy like, actually came up a lot like yes. in that section i'm like yeah okay <laughs> and, and it just makes sense like with the venus they just yeah. they just really they like the finer things in life yeah. you know and i think it makes sense when you take their story of like hardship and trauma it's like mm-hmm. they enjoy the finer things in life because they know what it's like to not have yep. that you yep. know so yep. when they can get in a position where they can have access to it they're gonna take full yep. advantage of it <laughs> <laughs> so if you are a taurus or if you know a taurus and they're maybe not having a great day just go mm-hmm. take them out for like some food yeah go let's go do go retail therapy with them yeah. yes and that's the thing too where it's like <laughs> cancer really likes 
food through their heart too. Like mm, food yeah. is the way through their heart and cancer is like that. But the difference between cancer and Taurus and that is like, Taurus is like, okay, yes, food is the way through my heart, but if you're going to cook me food, it has to be good. Whereas cancer <laughs> would be like, oh, it's, it's the sentiment that counts, you know? Thanks for this McDonald's burger that yeah. only costs a dollar. Yeah, exactly. Whereas Taurus is like, that better be some good stuff you're brewing for me. <laughs> that, better, that better be Wagyu beef yeah. in, that, in that burger. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. That, yeah. That's a good, that's a good kind and of... you can fault them. I'd rather have Wagyu beef too. I know, but like most of the time I'm just kind of craving the McDonald's burger. I know, I know. Those freaking... And you know what? I'm a fish fillet girly all day long and I know oh. people hate on it. So I've actually never tried the fish fillet. It's awesome. It kind of makes me scared to try it. It's awesome. Okay. I mean, it's Maybe one of these days I'll order it and be like, okay, Paloma, here we go. If it's any consolation, the quality of it is always the same. And I know that's what McDonald's like strives for is like just having the same, like knowing what you're going to expect yes. each time. Yep. That fish fillet delivers on that. Every it's time. always like the same texture. It's always the same amount of crispiness. It's always like, you know, you're not going to find a bone in there. It's like, okay. Yeah. Well, that's it's good. Like, it's always fine. Yeah. Whereas the tourist would be like, well, okay, is it? Mahi yeah. Mahi. Is it? What is, is it? What kind of fish? Or sea urchin? Hello? Sea, sea urchin. <laughs> Purely scallops. Yeah. Are yep. those oysters? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So Taurus is dope in conclusion. It's just, you got to make sure, like with any sign, you just got to make sure that you're on top of like your healing game, mm -hmm. you know, making mm -hmm. sure that you're not letting it destroy you and the people around you. Yep. Yeah, exactly. You're not being too bullheaded. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, yes, stubbornness is a part of the thing. And like, you know, that is part of the bull's character traits. But it's like, I think it would serve Taurus well from time to time to just like let those walls come down. Because mm -hmm. when we think about the stubbornness, it's like this idea of thinking that other people don't have your best interest in mind. And that's yeah. where the stubbornness comes in from. Yeah. Of that self-reliance like, of thinking like, nobody's going to look out for me but mm -hmm. me. And, you know, that is part of the thing that you're learning this lifetime is like you have to learn how to take care of yourself and learn how to be competent as your own individual human being. But like also part of that is like overcompensating and having these walls super high up yeah. so that no one can hurt you, which yeah. is also like not that great too. Yeah. Don't live the lonely life. Yes. Yeah. You gotta which, learn to let people in. And that can be a downside of Taurus is that like you're so self-reliant that you don't ever let anybody in, Yeah, you know, which when I think about one of our coworkers that mm -hmm. we used to have, she was a Taurus mm -hmm. and she was like, love you, girl, if you're listening. I'm sure she's not listening, but love you, girl, <laughs> if you're listening. But she would always talk about how she was like always alone, Yeah, you know, and I think that that's like an important lesson that Taurus needs to learn is like, like how to be an individual human being. Yep. But also is the number two house of the Zodiac. So it's like you also need to learn how to be with other people. Yep. Yeah. And yep. have relationships with others. Yep. Yeah. So. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> love you, Taurus. <laughs> and so I wonder if we should like start coming up with like a little like catchphrase like to end like for the Taurus. Yeah. I can't think of anything right now, but. Um what the one bull grab the whole bull by the horns oh okay yeah that was okay. a good one all right yeah i don't know why i keep on thinking about treat yourself taurus yeah treat yourself but they do that all the time so maybe not as much <laughs> well 
if you have it within the last week, Taurus, treat yourself <laughs> as you should. Okay, well, we'll work on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get, we'll get there. We'll come back to you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you everyone for listening to today's episode join us next time where we talk about gemini if you want to catch some behind the scenes check out our social media we're on tiktok and instagram at the spiritual curiosity pod but in the meantime stay, stay curious, curious.